What's up, guys? Welcome back to Quarter Twins, the only podcast where two quarters make a dollar. Uh, welcome back to the Marvel Cinematic ju- 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 Universe. Uh, we are here talking about Phase 2. We're going to talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi Episodes 3 and 4 as mm. well. And uh, we have a guest today. Jordan, who's sitting next to you? This is Elisha. You've seen Elisha before we if have. you've watched all the episodes. Uh, he's returning to talk with us about Marvel stuff. Heck yeah. We talked about the Marvel Cinematic Shows on Disney Plus last time. Now we're here to talk about Phase 2 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's Very right. excited. How exciting. Um, it's going to be great. We are talking about six movies today in the Marvel <sighs> Cinematic Universe Phase 2. What are those movies, Elisha? Do you have it pulled up? Ooh, I have it pulled up. The movies, actually, do you have it in release order? I got order? it right now. The order is Iron Man 3, Thor The Dark World, Captain America The Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers Age of Ultron, and Ant-Man. Ant-Man. They always kind of, they started sneaking in extra movies at the end of these phases. I know. We'll yeah. have to talk it about It feels like they should end movies. with the Avengers movies. It does. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. I I I don't want to give opinions on phase. <laughs> I don't want to give opinions on phase three right. in our phase two episode. Right. But like, I hate yes. that phase three ends with Far From Home. I oof, just I hate oof, it. Oof. It's after Endgame. After Endgame, they snuck that one in there. It doesn't really matter because you could just call it the beginning of phase four and it doesn't change anything. But like, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, we're we're two. not talking we about are. that phase or the next phase. <laughs> we're talking about phase two. But just before yeah, we talk about yeah. phase two, do you want to? Oh no, we'll save it for the end. Actually, why, why don't we? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we'll run our ad right now. Because, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and then the run the ad will run right after I say. Oh, yeah, yeah, that'll be great. yes, oh. I love it. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> Elisha, bring us back. Oh, I don't want to do that. Somebody else should do that. <laughs> Welcome I'm just back. Here. Something like that, you know. <laughs> bring the energy. Bring the hype. Oh, I don't know about that. You don't have to do that. Did me do it? Just say, just say something. What are, where, what are we doing after this? We're going to talk about Iron Man. Going straight into it. We're just going to go right into it. Going straight into it. All right. Be like, hey guys, that ad was great. I really love that service. Oh. I use it every day. <laughs> every day. Yeah, I'm wow. starting my own podcast. All right, ready. This okay. is my chance. What's the podcast you're starting? Podcast? Oh, God. Uh, I don't know. Fake podcast. Welcome back, everybody. We're back, and I have been tasked with the job to bring us back, and I'm not sure why. <laughs> but wasn't that ad just delightful? I mean, really. Yeah, I love so that great. it stays the same every week, and yeah. it's yes. the same one take. That wasn't great, but it's the same one every week. <laughs> hey, now. Hey, now. And <laughs> I'm glad somebody else can tell us did how you, great did our you ad is. I love it. Did you watch a YouTube of us messing it up the over outtakes? and over again? Oh, absolutely. It's my favorite video you guys have put out. <laughs> great, great, great. Great. <laughs> great. Uh, that makes us feel great. <laughs> anyway. Speaking of the YouTube channel, mm. um, if you haven't already seen it, which you probably have because it got great views. Thank you for that, by the way. <laughs> um, I just uploaded, well, not just, it was last week, uploaded the PC uh, unboxing video, checking out Batty Bo Batty, which we have recording, uh, which we are recording on uh, now. I got the webcam set up. We're here. Uh, the actual image quality and frame rate of my webcam is worse than my phone, 
but it's already in the system so ultimately it is much better for me in the long run so we're excited we're happy about that you can check out the setup tour over on my youtube channel razamafu r-a-z-a-m-u-p-h-u is that out it is out it came out uh today actually oh well there you go so you can watch it right there um it's great it's fantastic i love it so sweet Let's talk about Phase 2. Yes. The first movie is Iron Man 3. Mm. Who has <laughs> burning, passionate thoughts of this movie? Mm. I think you do. I think you <laughs> like this movie a lot. I do. And uh, I, it's the only movie I have zero notes on. So. Oof. Okay, well, well then. I'll just bring you guys up to speed. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Iron Man 3 is the best Iron Man movie. That's, oh, that oh. is my opinion. Uh, it may not be shared by the rest of the board here. Um, <laughs> it's the movie, it's the Iron Man movie, and probably, well, barring like brand new Phase 4 films, uh, this mm. is the movie I've seen the least in the MCU. Mm. Um, I've seen Thor The Dark World more times, um, mm. even though it came out later. I never saw Iron Man 3 in theaters because people said it was bad. And then I, um, mm, here we go. Uh, this is like a big point for me um, in the whole of Phase 2 is there's like this general consensus that um, I kind of, this is like when I was starting to really get into the internet and being on YouTube and <clears throat> watching reviews and stuff. And this is about the time when I suddenly hated the Star Wars prequels. And mm. I suddenly hated these movies that people didn't like and loved these movies that people liked. And I just mm. let the internet form my opinions for me. And I think after watching through these movies again with my adult brain, um, I can kind of like, okay, these are my opinions. I'm going to let these opinions show. And now I have a podcast where I can talk about those <laughs> opinions and it's fantastic. Yes. Where you're influencing other people's opinions. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> everybody, these it's everybody needs to circle, think really. like us. Yes, exactly. So everybody start your own podcast and watch these movies again. Because they're better or worse than you think they are. Um, <laughs> so Iron Man yeah. 3 is my favorite Iron Man movie. It's one of my favorite MCU movies. Spoilers mm. ahead. Um, I think this movie is the best because... It kind of, like, Iron Man has, or, sorry, the the villain is, like, a super hard counter to Iron Man. His abilities and his henchmen's abilities are, like, almost specifically designed to defeat Iron Man's suits. Hmm. And what is Iron Man without the suit but a billionaire playboy philanthropist, right? Hmm. Uh, but that's not very good in a fight. So, Tony has to be smart in this movie and i love tony stark being smart so you get to see him do some home alone stuff and make some gadgets and gizmos and you know play around fixing problems which is what he's best at it's so great and i really really think that this is one of robert downey jr's best performances across the board because he's starting to be more well-rounded finally and he understands his relationship with pepper a little bit better um 
how much his past can continue to influence his future, which is kind of a big theme in this movie, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say that the negatives would mainly be uh, the person that the villain is. I think the superpowers and, like, extremists is really interesting. Um, But Aldrich Killian bores me to death. And Mm -hmm. Ben Kingsley's Mandarin is funny and, like, a fun twist, but it's also, like... Okay, why? <laughs> why do we do yeah. this? Um, Killian's whole thing is like he got rejected by Tony once and then spent the rest of his life planning this extreme, crazy, he's going to own the war on terror and be this bad guy just to spite Tony and he's going to steal Gwyneth Paltrow away as his little trophy to prove it. And I don't know. It's like, so when you, when you look back at Mickey Rourke and, um, or, uh, whiplash and, and Justin hammer, um, and even Obadiah, you're like, okay, these guys are kind of all, they all hate Tony because of what he did or what his father did. And there's no like actual side motivations for any of them. And then that is kind of a bummer. Yeah. And then I think this is like a whatever problem, but I think the Iron Man movies came and went too quick. Mm, Like Iron Man 3, the third one, is done in 2013, and we're still making movies, right? Five years go by before Infinity War, and there's like Civil War. It's like the only other movie he yep. shows up in. Maybe <clears throat> Homecoming, I guess. Um, I don't know. He just like I feel like they could have spread them out a little bit more. Yeah. So Yeah, and yeah, I think a lot of people's major issue with it is that it was marketed as Iron Man versus the Mandarin, and then people went and the Mandarin is just Ben Kingsley being Ben Kingsley. And people hated that. <laughs> And talked about it for years and years and made everybody think it was a bad movie. Um, and like like you said, the villains aren't... There's not much to the villains to even defend, so it's kind of... You kind of get where they're coming from. But yeah, there's there's a lot of good stuff. What do you think about Elisha? What do you think? I think... Uh, well, while we're talking about phase stuff and like planning out the Marvel stuff, I think I actually kind of like that a lot of Iron Man's uh, content is up front, that they put a lot of his movies up front. Mm. Because... I, it's frustrating now because it's like, well, we still care about him. We'd like to see more Iron Man movies, but all of them are done already. But I do like how Marvel, in the beginning at least, kind of would do like, we're just going to pour into this character really hard for like three movies. And then rest of the stuff he's in, you already are attached to him. So we don't need to build his character much more because you've already seen him so much. Mm. Same with like Thor, Captain America. All their movies are pretty upfront. And now I think they're kind of doing like, we'll introduce the first movie of seven trilogies and then we'll start to wrap back around we're just now getting a third guardians movie and it's like yeah. we've had them around for so long like yeah. they should have um or even like captain marvel like whoever there's so many movies or people that we only have one movie for that i have a hard time getting um connected or attached to those characters just because i haven't seen them much on screen mm. so i kind of wish they would actually go back to doing that but I also understand, yeah, it's like, man, I liked Iron Man, and we had him so much up front, and then we lost him for a long time before Endgame and stuff. 
Um, but this movie specifically, all right, here's the hot take. I like the Mandarin switch that it's not actually the Mandarin, whatever. I like that whole thing. I really like the, because it just, especially with the Marvel movies, I think that sometimes, or the movies that were made around that time, a really easy villain to have was the Middle Eastern terrorist, obviously, mm. because of what was going on in the country. That was a really easy peg um, to make villains that. And I like that this movie actually was like, you know, we're going to we're gonna market it as that, and then we're actually going to turn it completely on its head. It's not that at all. Hmm. And just to kind of, I think it almost like pokes fun at the idea that like every bad guy has to be a Middle Eastern person. Like it just yeah. kind of pokes fun at that a little bit. And I just really like the character of Trevor. I understand most people hate it. I actually kind of love it. And I know, hot takes. Um, no, I don't mind it. But I just enjoyed it a lot. And let me look at my list. I just, part of it is just, I really like Tony Stark. He's just a great character. Mm. So any movie that he's in, it's just, he's so witty and not like he is witty, but also the writers behind um, Robert Downey Jr. are so witty for his character. Um, and I also like that this movie helped to humanize him a little bit because he's not just the billionaire playboy philanthropist. Like he all of a sudden is finally like, oh, like anxiety is a thing. I've like, especially because he, one of the lines in the movie is that somebody suggests, I think it's Jarvis suggests like, you're not, nothing's wrong. I think you're just have anxiety. And yep. he says me. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you like you too. I loved that. He had to wrestle with some really real life stuff that a lot of people wrestle with, but like even some, someone of his caliber, his money, his everything, his status also wrestles with that. I thought that was really cool to see him wrestle with something so real world that, couldn't happen to me, you know, because that's how I think most people with anxiety feel like that. Me, though, like I thought that was for other people to mm -hmm. wrestle with. It's like, yeah. no, it's it can happen to anybody. Um, only negatives, I would say, is that the motivation of the villain just, you know, villain yeah. when you're making villains, you have 23 villains for 23 movies. It's hard to actually find real <laughs> motivations for it all the time. Mm -hmm. So I didn't think Killian's motivations were that he like got stood up for one opportunity one time and then devoted his whole life to it. And then um, the only other thing is that Tony dealing with his anxiety. First of all, I want to give another, I loved it because it was, I think the first time that any of the characters had gone through something really intense and then like had to actually deal with the after effects. Mm. Like New York, all the heroes went through that. Tony's really the only one who like wrestled with some big effects. We get that a lot more recently with Wanda going through all of her grief and all those kinds of things. They're dealing with that kind of real world like when you when you go through a war like that like people come out the other side with trauma um but anyway his wrestling with his anxiety was at times a little not realistic because like he would have an anxiety attack and then like 30 seconds later it would be over and it's like i know you yeah. have to do that for plot but it's like that's not at all what it's actually like <laughs> that's just so unrealistic but i understand hollywood you have to move on with the story those are my only things yeah it's a funny movie it's it is really so great, funny. honestly. I Happy love is so it. funny yeah. with the badges and all that yes. stuff. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I really like, yeah, I really like Happy in this movie. Um, yeah, I don't have much else to add. I think the mm -hmm. the final, the third act sequence where he brings all of his suits and everything mm -hmm. is so, he's so fun and creative. And mm -hmm. he's like hopping between different suits and stuff. And you get to see more of like, He's not just building the same suit over and over again. Like he's building suits that have different like strengths and 
that do different things and that's really cool and just for yeah. you know it's a it, it, they can sell toys and that's why they <laughs> that's why they did it but <laughs> it's cool to see it's yeah. cool to see um a banger I love when marvel for sure yeah really good i love when marvel points out their own like little storytelling flaws in movies so like black widow the big thing was that florence Pugh made fun of her superhero landing it's like yeah okay good point out that that's very silly i like that but this one, I think, when he's in the Mandarin hideout and he's, like, shooting guards and stuff, and one of the guards just throws up his hands. He's like, dude, I just work here. They are so weird. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah I love, I love yeah. that. It's like, in real life, guards like that would not be that devoted to the cause to die for it. It's like, right. I just work here. They are so weird. I thought that was hilarious. That's, <laughs> yeah. like, my favorite part of the whole movie. And he's like, bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. It's so pretty good. good. It's pretty 10 good. 10 out of 10, perfect film. Are we just okay. ranking it later? Uh, yeah, we'll rank yeah, the phase in the end here. Later. Nice. Uh, so next on the docket is Thor the Dark World, also known as Thor 2, also known Ooh. as Thor the Dork World. Um, <laughs> so yeah. this movie, uh, the villains are the Dark Elves. Malekith. <laughs> they sure are. They really are. Um, <laughs> we... Uh, Elisha was here last weekend for a concert, and we uh, we we attempted to watch Thor: The Dark World, <laughs> and we got about well, like two thirds of the way in, probably. Yeah, maybe a little less. A little bit less, because yeah. I fast forwarded through a lot of it. <laughs> oh man, because yeah. it's just so it's. This is my main. This is my main point is that it's just it's just a boring movie, and it's not bad enough to like have fun with your friends and laugh at. And it's not good enough to, you know, be, be a good movie and have fun watching it either. It's just boring, and there's nothing to it. And so it's just like, I don't want to spend any time watching this, um, which is a bummer because it's one of Thor's three movies. But, well, I guess mm-hmm. he's, he's the only one getting a fourth one, I guess. But Oh, that is true. Um, they might make an Iron Man 4, but it I might have, not be uh, RDJ. My, my notes are that thing that I said about it being boring, and my second note is... Uh, Odin, he, <laughs> Anthony Hopkins is he's, great. He's so Anthony good. Hopkins is so good. He's talking to Loki at the at the beginning of the movie, and Loki is like, he has a birthright to the throne or something, and and Anthony Hopkins goes, "Your birthright is to die," <laughs> and it's just, it's so it saves funny. the whole movie. Honestly. It's, I would it's watch glorious, it again. dude. <laughs> yeah, he's so good at being Odin. There's another moment um, later where Loki or uh, Thor is talking to him about moving the conflict to the Dark Elves world so that Asgardians aren't put in harm's way. And yeah. he's like, how many soldiers have to die? And he cuts him off. He's like, as many as are needed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He just screams stuff. And I, I forget what it. Thor says after that, but he says something and, and Odin just goes, ah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He, you. He's like you are an old man and a fool. No, that's in the first movie. Um, but what he says he, say? some, well, he says know. something, and he's like, it's uh-huh. something like that though. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, another great line is that Thor is like uh, talking up Odin to his face, and Odin says, "You must think me a piece of bread that needs to butter to be buttered so heavily." And yeah, that line me a piece of kills me. You must think me bread. <laughs> yeah. It's or so like um, Loki walking down the hallway and changing into different people. They get oh, Chris yes. Evans to come in for like one line. God bless America. Yeah. I 
can feel the righteousness so surging. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, There's some funny stuff, but um, yeah, it just gets bogged down by the all the dark elf stuff and the ether stuff. Um, oh, dude, don't even get me I started think it, on the ether, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure it had a lot of like reshoots and things. Like the original, it was one of those movies that had an original director who got like halfway through filming, mm-hmm. and Marvel was like, "You're not." doing this the way we want you to get out and hire somebody else. Mm. And then they made this and it just has a lot of, it's just the villain is just, he's just there. He's evil. Cause he wants to have ultimate power. And that's, you know, that's how villains are, I guess. Um, Nothing like a good bit of universal domination. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but there's just nothing, there's nothing great about it. Yeah. I don't think. There's very I think little it's got, to redeem this one. Yeah. I think it's got its brother storyline, like Thor and Loki learned to yeah, that's true. maybe get along, kind of, which I like to watch. And I also like that Loki gets to be very, like, god of mischief. He gets to really play that up, this movie. And I also like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Not his, enough. His, his to facade not has it. kind of been torn off. Right. And yeah. now he can kind of be like, I'm the bad guy. I hate you guys. Right. I'm going to do me. I love, the, I love the moment where uh, their mom has been killed and he's mm. like, Thor goes to see Loki and he like has an illusion up where he's just like, he's up as normal and then Thor's like, drop the illusion and it like fades mm. to him. Like the room is like destroyed and he's on the floor like bleeding because he's so like distraught about his mother being mm. killed. And I just love that like really vulnerable moment of, of, of uh, Loki. And, you don't um, get to see him have yeah. emotions other than conniving uh, yeah. very often. So it, it is right. good to see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and at the very least, this movie uh, set up the next Infinity Stone, which is yeah. long-term set important, up a lot of but Infinity not very Stones. captivating or compelling. I think it's so funny that in this movie, there's a scene where Odin is like, at the beginning of time, there were six Infinity Stones, and they did this, and they did this. And then in... Another movie in this phase, Guardians of the Galaxy, there's a scene where uh, uh, Benicio mm-hmm. Del Toro is like, in the beginning of time, there were six Infinity Stones, and they did this, and they're really powerful. Uh, and I get that they have to they have to set it up. In an Infinity War, but... Doctor Strange gives another explanation. <laughs> yes. In the beginning of time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I get it. It's, it's probably necessary, but it's just, it's just funny. Yeah. I have a tweet here from 2013, <laughs> one of my first ever tweets, <laughs> and um, I, I'm not going to quote it word for word uh, because I don't I'm afraid of opening links um, while recording, but um, it said something along the lines of "Just saw the new Thor two movie. It was amazing, but there was no uh, G on the amazing, so it was like amazing." Um, so that's like it was amazing Um, that's like one of those things where I was a kid I was 13 I saw this movie I loved it and then the Mm -hmm. internet came in and was like this movie is terrible and you hate it and I was (laughs) like oh oh my gosh you're right this movie was terrible and and so I just believed it and then I saw it again and I was like okay Loki's funny but yeah this movie's bad yeah Yeah. so I think it's also always harder on the first watch through to really know where it fits because yeah. I had only seen this movie once and I thought it was pretty good and I didn't understand why the internet hated it so much. 
And then I did watch it through the second time and it was like, mm, mm. yeah, it's not, it ain't, mm. it's not great. It's <laughs> a bad taste in the mouth. Yeah. I was thinking about that too. Cause I remember watching it a lot when I was younger, when it came out, you know, 13 years old, like I loved it. Mm. I don't, I don't like, what was it about it that I liked? Cause now I can't. Boom, 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 big it. battle. Yeah. Ooh, hammer. Yeah, I guess I do like the, there's the opening scene where the warriors three are there and Thor comes in and they're having a big fight or whatever mm, yeah that's kind of fun seeing them do stuff together but i like seeing anyway. the stuff with uh boar i just think boar oh, yeah. is such a funny like yeah god boar. name boar <laughs> we should talk about a good movie mm. okay um then i'll just <laughs> skip the next one. Oh, just kidding <gasps> oh, um, what would you guys agree i still feel like thor the dark world it's not a great movie. We're trying to move on. I know, but I just need... <laughs> within the, the canon of Marvel, it's not a great movie. But still, like, Marvel movies in general are pretty great. Yeah, I mean, so, it's... So, like, yeah. Thor The Dark World, I would still choose it over other non-Marvel movies that aren't great. Like, Marvel's not great is still, like, good. I, I mean, like. I'd watch... Hmm, I'd watch mm, any, other, any DC you, movie over Thor The Dark World. But what about the movie you just saw yesterday? Would you watch Jurassic World? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> over Thor: The Dark World. That's that's a tough call. Jurassic World Dominion. I would probably watch it over. Now nah, I don't know, because that one is kind of funny. Yeah. And it has. I don't need to talk about it. Well, anyway. That's okay. A, that's let's a let's move movie. on, guys. Let's move on, guys. <laughs> it's a terrible <sighs> film. Um, and you hate it. You hate it. Uh, Captain America, <laughs> the Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Yes. Um, let's start with Jordan on this one, eh? What do you mm, think? What of are the, you feeling? One of the one of the best, in my opinion. I love Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Ooh. I saw it uh, when it came out in theaters Booyah. at the Warren Theater in oh. Wichita, Kansas. Mm. Shout out. Um, and yeah, that was that was a great experience. It was like. I wasn't a huge fan of the first Captain America, um, and he was, you know, in the Avengers, and he was really kind of, like, goofy, and, like, his costume was terrible in that movie, and so this movie really takes him in a, like, I'm serious, and I'm cool, and you're gonna like it type, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he's he's wearing a very, not very colorful outfit, it's very, like, it's kind of a a quieter, darker, more reserved film that's uh, that's a little bit more contemplative, cont contemplative, mm. contemplative. Um contemplative. Um obviously it's called The Winter Soldier because Bucky Barnes is alive and he's being the bad boy. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> um I, I can't tell you that I was surprised by that. I think right. I don't think anybody was super surprised by the fact that Bucky was alive. But um, I really, really love. Um, I don't know. I think this movie is is, is probably has a major nostalgic aspect for me because mm. I saw it when it came out and I really liked it, and I still really like it. But I love the just the atmosphere of it, the way that it's shot, and um, the score and everything. So um, this is a Danny Elfman movie, right? Or James I Howard? Think, I don't think it's I don't think it's Elfman. I think it's um uh, one of the other guys. I think it's Jackman. I think it's Henry Jackman. Henry um, Jackman. Yeah, really cool score. Yes, Henry Jackman um, is correct. 
I yeah, so I wasn't surprised by Bucky being alive, but I was surprised by the um actually shield is Hydra and we gotta burn this thing down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was that was very shocking at the time. And that was like the first big like this movie changes, you know, what, what happens after it. Like Shield is no longer a thing. Um I wasn't watching Agents of Shield at the time, so I don't know what they did with that show you probably know joshua but yeah um, i have thoughts and feelings about that by the way (laughs) (laughs) i uh yeah um trying to trying to wrap all my thoughts into Mm -hmm. into a cohesive thing but i really like um anthony mackie coming into the into the show being Mm -hmm, falcon mm -hmm. Um, i think he's a good addition i think he Gets, I think he's the best in this movie, and he's a little bit less the best in the rest of the things that he's in. Other than he's, other than his his show, he's really he's good. So great um, in Ant Man. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Uh, he's in Age of Ultron, which is really funny. He and Rhodey just show up for a couple of seconds at the end, and they're like, "Yeah, we're here too." Yeah. <laughs> um, but my only negative is that I strongly believe that Nick Fury should have died in this movie because mm. he shows up. I, don't, I should have counted how many times he shows up after this, but he has a, he allegedly dies at one point in the movie and it's really emotional for black widow. It gives black widow a reason to be a character. And then you realize that character. he's just, a good, he's a good just person. alive. Yes. Uh, it, and then every time he shows up after this movie, if you took him out of that movie that he shows up in, it would not change other than maybe like Captain Marvel. Cause that takes place before, but that's also um, not him. Cause he's a scroll in, uh, in Spider-Man far from right. home. He's a scroll, which <laughs> <laughs> I'll save my far from home for another day. I'll save my far from home thoughts. Uh, Gosh, that's a bad movie. We've already talked <laughs> um, about Far From Home in your thoughts. That's true. That's true. Gosh, yeah. I hate that movie. It makes me angry. <laughs> uh, but I just, I think, I just really wish that they would have committed to, because it, after like Thor The Dark World, Loki dies, but he didn't die. And then this movie, mm. Nick Fury dies, but he didn't die. Um, this That kind of started the tr- the meme of like, nobody ever dies in these things. And it makes you feel like, eh, they're probably fine. You know, it the stakes are lower. Yeah, um, but I really, really love. <laughs> I really do love this whole. <laughs> I, I feel that way every time I give a, a long negative. We gotta that's start. Not, with, that's... We gotta start with the bad, so we can sound yeah, that's more fair. hype with the good. Um. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. I love. I love the the action, and this is the first movie that. Gosh, I'm talking forever. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, You're all right. Come on. <laughs> this is the one I have. I have a lot of notes. No, I like those movies too. Um, <laughs> this is the first movie that Joe and Anthony Russo directed, mm. um, who went on to direct the Infinity War and Endgame movies. Um, I think they're they're pretty good directors. I have issues with. I I would do things some things differently with the way that they direct uh, some action scenes. But uh, anyway, I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> What does somebody else think? Somebody else talk. Uh, yeah, I'd like to briefly talk about Agents of Shield before I go into this one because I am mm, the resident Agents us. of Shield watcher. I've seen every <laughs> yes. episode and I've seen the first three seasons like five times. Nice. Um, season one 
Okay, spoilers ahead for these shows, <laughs> at least a little bit of season one. I'll try to keep, like, character deaths and that sort of thing uh, out. In people case you die? Guys watch I was going to say, yeah, there's character do, deaths? Some people what? do die in this show. Wow. Other characters oh, die a hundred times and never die. Because <laughs> Coulson um, died, and he's not dead. Yeah. He's really not dead. He's really, really not dead. He's um, deeply not dead. Yeah. So the end of the first season... Is it's revealed that Hydra is within Shield, hmm. and that at really first helped. you think this is great, this is going to be really fun and interesting. They're going to have to figure this out. Well, no, Shield is completely obliterated and dissolved by the end of Winter Soldier, and hmm. continues to be that way throughout the rest of the movies. Only appearing uh, in Age of Ultron with the Helicarrier, and then hmm. like Maria Hill and Fury are like the remnants of it, yeah. right? The show would have you believe that there's another shield, the secret shield, uh, oh, yeah, fighting in the shadows, yeah. um, all this extra stuff. It's not great. And <laughs> it sounds like Joss Whedon didn't tell his younger brother, the like producer of the show, that Hydra was going to be a thing. <laughs> so he didn't know that going into the first season and by the end, he had to, like, change some characters and some motivations and add yeah. characters to create a <laughs> twist out of the blue. And then the whole show was like, oh, wait, this is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and S.H.I.E.L.D. no longer exists. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they go That's on a, a whole tangent. A poor tangent. planning decision. Yeah. So mm. the rest of the show is ruined by this movie. Mm. Um, you can watch season one and genuinely enjoy it. Uh, there's some old, like... 2013 2014 tv stuff in there uh it is an abc show so there's also that um but like it's fun spy stuff and like the stakes are a lot lower you get to have mm -hmm. a lot more human moments the characters fitz and simmons are some of my favorite characters in the marvel cinematic universe bar none mm -hmm. all right wow. wow i love them to death and they have a cult <laughs> following on social media, those two. They're great. <laughs> of course they do. Is there um, a Fitz and Simmons subreddit? I'm Probably. sure there is. With all sorts of art. Um, yes. And so that's... I have a sore spot for this movie because it ruined what could have been a really good mm. show. Interesting. Um, but I that remember seeing the Ghost Rider episodes of Agents Oh, of yeah. Field. He shows up in cool. season four. He's okay. all right. Yeah. Um, he is not Nicolas Cage. No, he's uh, definitely so that's not. great. I wish he was. That kind of would have that would have been crazy, actually. Um, so I, I do think this movie is good. I think it gets a lot of praise for being a spy film noir thriller, and people just say that and they don't really know. Yeah, you know, like they're just like, oh, the internet told me this is a spy thriller. It's mm -hmm. great. I love it, and um, I think it it is it has those qualities of like. Fury's trying to figure out what's going on. Um, Alexander Pierce is like very front and center in this movie. And he gets to, I think a lot of times when you're going to have a big twist, they'll like throw a character into a movie and then you're like, who's this person? We like them. We trust them. And then they're bad. And you're like, you look back at it and you're like, it's so obvious, but this movie He's like in the front and has a lot of things to say and is kind of rude and brash. 
And that's almost a misdirect where he's like too obviously not good. Mm -hmm. And so I think it works pretty well when he sh turns out to be like the leader. Um, so I think that's pretty good. Um, I like, I really like Steve Rogers in this movie. I think he plays, he's like, his superpower is stubbornness. Um, <laughs> he will never change ever. He's like this perfect ideal man. The serum has created his personality and like new information rarely ever changes his thoughts and feelings other than when the mind stone made him look for the Hydra weapons. Um, and I think this movie shows his like character a lot when he sh when nick fury shows him project insight he goes in there and he's like this is a bad idea um holding a gun to p people's heads and calling it protection right yeah and it kind of reminded me of moon knight where you have this i thought the i thought the punishment usually came after the crime yeah and then fury is like well if there's ne if people are threatened, they're not going to commit the crime, which you say that and it sounds great. No, no crime, but no one is free. Right. So you have this kind of moral battle that is focused a lot in Moon Knight. And I was like, oh, hey, we've talked about this before. That yeah. makes me not like Moon Knight as much, which is really sad. <laughs> um, but I like it. I think um, Peggy still being alive is not great. Yeah, that's, not great. that's a little weird. Because it really doesn't mean anything, and he just and shows it up. It kind once. of ruins the ending of the first Avenger when he and he says, because he wakes up in the future and he's like, "I had a date," and it cuts to black. But then, like, she's alive, so you can just go talk to her. Like, it, the emotional impact is, you know, I mean, she's old, <laughs> so like, married, yeah, but like a widow. Yeah, it just kind of like it makes it it makes it weird, and then he like tries to get with her niece. In yeah. the next couple movies, and yeah, you know it's it's a weird situation. It's a weird situation. <laughs> but you know it's it's not real. It's fake. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. You got any thoughts over there? I got some thoughts. Um, I really like this movie. Obviously, oh, it's good. great. I remember. So I actually my history with Marvel is I was not on the Marvel train at all until COVID, and then I watched Ooh. every movie, all straight through, and it was awesome. And I remember even having not had much like time invested in the movie in the movies, I had still seen all of them up until Winter Soldier, and the reveal that Shield was Hydra was groundbreaking. Like I remember not being able to believe that, and that Marvel would take such a huge thing that has been the foundation of like a lot of these movies and turn it on its head. I just remember thinking that was such a bold move, and loving that they actually did it. Um, yeah, Josh, like you said, I love all the, the political morality. If we, you know, all the things you just said that are related to Moon Knight. Um, I like, I like rewatching this one. I think rewatching it, unfortunately, because you know the surprise, a lot of this movie is hinged mm. on the twist. Yeah. And if you know the twist already, it is less exciting. And so that on a second watch through, I was like, hmm, I actually like this less than I did because it. I know the twist is coming and it's still cool to watch the twist play out, but a lot of the greatness of this movie is hinging on that. Mm -hmm. And I was a little disappointed by that. A second watch through wasn't quite what I expected it to be. Um, I do love though, having now the Marvel cinematic universe now is so much space battles and powers that aren't really defined and are just so like overpowered. Mm -hmm. 
And it was nice to come back to a movie like this, which is so grounded and feels yeah. feels like this could actually happen in the real world. It's dealing with governments, but like not in a way that's over our heads and hard to understand. It's like, no, I, I understand what's happening and I get what's at stake and it all just feels real and mm. grounded. And I'm a mm-hmm. huge fan. Because you kind of feel like as a society in real real life, like we're not too far off from right. technology being able to like analyze your life and decide, oh, this is a bad person. We should get rid of them. Right. Like that feels like something that could very easily happen in the, in the very near future. So, right. And Spooky. yeah, kind of like what you said, like rewatching phase one and phase two, like it, it's nice to kind of go back to low stakes movies yeah. instead of just like the universe is ex- at stake. If we don't do something, uh, the universe is going to explode and everybody's going to die. Right. It's, it's nice to go back to like Ant-Man where he's like, I just got to stop this other guy. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this other guy who, if I don't stop him, he'll probably get rich, but like, it's probably fine. Somebody yeah. else will stop him <laughs> or like, uh, Iron Man three, He's just, I just got to stop this other guy. Right. Like it's, and it's cool to see stakes. He's going to kill the president. Yeah. Right. It's a whole thing. It's whatever. It's whatever. It's not half the population. So, Oh, here we go. Oh, here's a, here's a Samantha Sam. cameo. Hi. Hi. Sam's home. Sam cameo. How are you? Okay. The other thing, um, stakes wise is that it's nice with the Marvel show or the Marvel movies to watch them from the start because it, it does build on itself. And so like, this is probably the biggest twist, biggest stakes there's been so far. I guess Avengers, Aliens. Yeah. That's pretty big. But other than the first Avengers Well, movie, we knew about Aliens with big. Thor. Yeah. That's true. But this feels so like, I guess just the twist of S.H.I.E.L.D. not being reliable feels like mm-hmm. such a huge, mm. oh, the stakes are real for real now. And... um it's just cool to see that those were really big stakes back in the day, but now it's like, I mean, whatever, you know? Like, it doesn't, it's not half the population disappearing. So yeah. it's just like, Marvel, the stakes continue to get bigger, and what I'm concerned about is, how do we move forward from here? How can stakes get bigger, and do they need to? It's just nice to go back and watch a movie where the stakes aren't ridiculous. Yeah. Only other things I would say, it's kind of like Iron Man. I just love Iron Man 3 because I love Iron Man. I don't love... The Winter Soldier, because Captain America is just not really my jam. So that's like very opinionated, very subjective. He's not really my favorite, and so all of his movies, it's like, eh. and I think also part of why he might not be my favorite is that he, his movies, he had to share his movies. Like he got one movie, and then he got this movie, which really feels like an Avengers level movie. How many other characters are around for that movie? Black Widow, it's obviously Falcon, Bucky. It's yeah. obviously still about him, but it's also like yeah. mostly about S.H.I.E.L.D. more than it is about Captain America. And then Captain America Civil War real, really does feel like it's an a Iron Man Avengers movie. movie. Exactly. Yeah, it feels like an Iron, Iron Man, Man movie. movie. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah. I think I kind of would have liked to have more, help me fall in love with Captain America more rather than share his movies with so many other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's a great movie. I'm a huge fan. Always need to say that. <laughs> it's perfect. It's great. <laughs> it's a perfect movie. It's perfect. Nothing wrong with it. <laughs> Speaking uh, of parting perfect thought movies. on Captain oh. America. Hold that thought. Okay. Jordan. <laughs> okay, okay. Put a pin in that. <laughs> Just briefly, uh, yeah, sure. Mace Windu appears in this movie briefly. <laughs> yeah. uh, he has a quick cameo when the Winter Soldier oh, appears, and uh, he pl- uh, Samuel L. Jackson pulls out a little lightsaber yeah. and I, uh, cuts a hole in the earth. 
I've thought about that scene more than I've thought about anything. I feel like wow, it's just it's just <laughs> it's baffling because he pulls out this thing and he goes, it's a, like a flame like about this this tall, yeah. and then like the Winter Soldier comes up and rips the door and like I couldn't figure out what happened because like. The, there's a hole cut in the roof of the car that's been turned over, but then there's just a hole tunneling into the right. into the earth. And how and thick so, is that asphalt? <laughs> right, like, you can't like so, see. I think the implication is he landed directly on top of like a, a pothole. I mean, not what is that called? A manhole? Yeah, a manhole, whatever. And it just so happened to be right there where he cut up. He he could get in it and go down. Or that's one option. Or he uses this little flame to burrow into the earth. And if like, so, where did all the dirt go? <laughs> where did all the dirt Where's go? Where's the dirt displacement? Also, also, the no sewer. way. Also, he's a big guy. Can he fit in no. that hole? Not anyway. with the way he was crunched up. He couldn't like <laughs> yeah. wiggle his way down so into the weird. hole. That doesn't make any sense. So weird. In a matter he of disappeared. Ten seconds, yeah. Anyway, that's the whole <laughs> thing. <laughs> There's got to be a better way for him to get out of that situation. Great movie. We love it. And you love <laughs> it too. Fantastic. Love we love it so much. Oh man! Next, the next up one. on the list, the penultimate film before the second Avengers film. Mm. Ah, we yes. We have Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Uh, this movie came out of left field. No one knew sure who did. any of these characters were, and now everybody loves them. They're great. They showed up in the Lego games. Everybody so loves hey, them. Hey, don't look at me like that, okay? I haven't even. Everybody does. <laughs> I haven't even been able to speak yet. It's perfect. It's perfect, um, and we all love it so much. It's my favorite. Yep. So, <laughs> I anyway, think, Avengers: Age of Ultron. I think this movie is so good, dude. I think yeah. all of the characters. Okay, something I thought about in bed last night while I was talking about these movies mm. to prep for this podcast. Um, I was talking about how a lot of the villains in this in this phase are really bad, and they feel like. <laughs> Um, they were created in the timeline by the TVA and just plopped into this moment for this <laughs> film, and then they were erased. And their yep. existence only exists in their two-and-a-half-hour runtime. Um, and then they're just plucked out of existence. Um, and, you know, Ronan included, sadly, in this film. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. But... Bad villain. <laughs> uh, we've had a lot of uh, origin stories in the past, and then we have, you know, like... Uh, Captain America 2, Thor 2, Iron Man 3, we've had these origin stories, and now we've had, like, other films to build these characters further. And then, what, this is the first non-Avengers or Iron Man movie. Or Captain America, Thor, or, yeah, sorry. Right. Um, the original three plus Avengers. This is the first one that's not about those characters. Really? Yep. And that is wild to me yeah, when I was I looking back. That. Mm -hmm. But these characters, they're so far removed from what we're dealing with right now. They're not in the next Avengers movie immediately after this. They don't yeah. show up again, or they don't, they don't meet anybody in the rest of the cinematic universe till Infinity War. But they started here in Phase 2, and they feel like they have been a part of the cinematic universe for a long time. I think it was an absolute banger move. <laughs> to put this movie early yes. in the cinematic universe yes. so that these characters could exist for a long time, like you were saying about Iron Man, and have us attached to these characters by the time they show up in Infinity War, we can care about them. 
Oh, yes! <laughs> I love it, dude. Yes. It's that so is cool. I've great. never realized all that before. It's so good. It's so, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, just thinking about the just thinking about the overall planning of it all. It's like crazy yeah. how this one outlandish film that they mm-hmm. decided to make. They're like, we're just going to put this in here. Everybody loves Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, whatever. Guardians of the Galaxy. You've never heard of any of these people. We're just yeah. going to throw these guys at you. And um, so I really like it. James Gunn comes in. He's like, hey, what's up, guys? Um, yeah, I just yeah, made yeah, the greatest yeah. movie ever. Um, and so we get this fun soundtrack we get these great characters and uh one thing that i really think is like cool about this movie is you have the the ravagers aesthetic and you have the guardians aesthetic and like the prison and everything kind of has this like 80s synth wave uh red and blue and green um and yellow kind of like figure and it looks like a classic Marvel movie. And then uh, Ronan comes in and it's like professionally shot uh, James Cameron Prometheus, like this dark blacks, blues, purples. Yeah. It looks completely different. He takes himself so seriously. And then you go back to these goofballs and it's this really fun dichotomy that you see yeah, in the movie. Yeah. Ronan is a bad character, but he looks great. <laughs> yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like like you're saying, like it seems intentional that he's kind of just a, a he's kind of just a villain for the sake of giving these characters, the guardians, a reason to come together, um, just in the face of just evil for pure evil's sake, basically. Um, and yeah, it's a good uh, yeah, like you said, it's this like colorful, goofy band of characters up against this like ultra serious like i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna kill the i will purify xander yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. uh yeah and it also uh gives us uh, an excuse to see thanos again before uh Mm -hmm. before infinity war stuff happens i really Mm -hmm. like that thanos Mm -hmm. scene um yeah Did, did you have anything else joshua that you wanted to add um I think Bradley Cooper and Dave Bautista are super funny. I think um, Dave Bautista, I don't know how many performances he had acting wise Mm. uh, before this movie, but he's like what WWE, like pro wrestler dude. His first movie. And he shows up and like, sure, Drax isn't like a super complex, deep character, but he still gives it like a beautiful performance. And in Guardians 2, I think he's even better. And I mm. think it's so good. And then he shows up in my number three of all time movie, <laughs> Blade Runner 2049. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he is mwah in that movie. <laughs> he is. It's so great. And his performance is very short, but he's like, he's like, hey, what's up, guys? I'm great. I'm really good at this <laughs> acting great. thing. I figured yeah. it out. So that's really all yeah. I have to say up front. It's so good. I love it so yeah. much. I'll add my thoughts and I'll let you talk about it. There you go. It. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, obviously, like everybody, everybody and their mom knows the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack and has it running on, had it running on their, mm-hmm. you know, on their playlists when it came out. Like, and the the decision to have the music in the movie come from um, the, the main emotional plot point of the movie 
the Peter Quill's mm-hmm. Walkman that his mom gave him the tape with all that music in. It's just it's just genius what he what James Gunn did with that. I mean like the Peter Quill's Peter Quill's emotional character arc revolves around this music and he and he weaves it throughout the film in such a great way and then movies like Suicide Squad the first one the bad one uh, tried to use music similarly but they just like their method was just like okay here's We're gonna the use movie this music. just just put the music in it for no reason <laughs> and people will still like it but we didn't we hated it uh, and you hate it too uh, <laughs> uh, but James Gunn's Suicide Squad movie is just all it's is all so bangers great. all the time five stars all, all the it's way across great have you seen movie. that which one the Suicide Squad no. James Gunn right. you, you I haven't probably, seen most DC stuff you would probably hate it yeah. knowing you you would <laughs> I probably would uh, <laughs> um, what else did I want to say oh I really like <laughs> I, I didn't I never noticed until I watched it recently that like Peter Quill I'd noticed Peter Quill is from Missouri um, yeah and like <laughs> rep this this last time that I watched it I had a moment where I was like yeah I, I buy that like, absolutely <laughs> like he acts like as somebody who's from absolutely. Missouri and Kansas area <laughs> like the way he talks and like kind of carries himself you really like I have friends that act like him and like he just. I don't know. He seems genuine in that way. And that's just a little thing that I like that. Huh. It just seems like this guy's actually from Missouri, which is cool. That's um, awesome, actually. Yeah. And his relationship with Yondu is like one of the best things mm. in the entire cinematic universe. And uh, <laughs> the, the they set him up so well, um, Yondu, as being like a kind of like abusive father figure to Peter. And then as the movies go on, you realize that they had like real love for each other and that Yondu was kind of trying his best to be a father, trying his best, but failing and trying to show him that show Peter that he loves him, even though he doesn't know how. Um, and Yondu's like whistling arrow thing. is just a cool little addition. That's pretty sick. Um, <laughs> there's just so much in this movie that is, is so like creative and unique in the way that it's shot and um, produced is so like um, it's a movie where these people are called guardians of the galaxy and it's very, uh, it takes place in, you know, space and it's very colorful, um, which is a great like um, counter to like something like the, the winter soldier, which is very like, this is earth and it's gray and it's, it's fine but like <laughs> it's not space um so space i really sweet. like the way this space movie looks cool. um do you remember um i think it's infinity war when we've been in like the whole like earth world talking about thanos whatever mm-hmm. and then it cuts to we're gonna address the guardians and then the the title card for where they are just says space yeah that's my favorite part of that <laughs> yeah. whole movie i freaking I love, love that <laughs> um yeah, we talked about Ronan. I don't have I don't have turn. much else to say. I don't think. I feel like uh, we're building towards something here. <laughs> Look, on Elisha's end. Here's right, the thing. What do you have to say? Here's the thing. I he has a long list. I have a of long bad list. Things. Oh, here's boy, the thing. Oh, I'm not going to talk about all of them though. Here's the general. <laughs> I watched this movie again when I watched them all in, in COVID, and I hated this movie upon first watch. I I just didn't get it. Like I didn't I didn't think it was funny. You I didn't think it was me. cute. I did. I, did. Like, I, I absolutely did. I, I was like, you're crazy. Because I thought the opinion was everybody hates this movie. I just assumed. 
because it was so obvious to me that it was bad. <laughs> and apparently that is not at all the case. Uh, no. However, upon a second watch, I will concede, I enjoyed it much more the second time. Oh, that's good. And I can see why people really like it. I myself don't necessarily still. Most of my everything I'm going to say right now is pretty subjective. I can agree that from an objective art point of view, great film. I will say that here and now. Sounds good. However, and I hope there's at least one of you out there listening who also doesn't like this movie, and I'm not just talking to people who love it. But I personally yeah. just don't really love it. Um, what I do love is that it introduced Thanos and the Stones, which is fascinating because they weren't part of um, the next Avengers movie or even talked about for so long. I think it's cool that they used these guys to introduce Thanos. Uh, John C. Riley is always a win. I think he's hilarious in everything that he's in, and I love that he is in this movie. Um, I do like the use of the soundtrack, obviously. Who doesn't? However, I also Crazy realized people. that the order of watching this movie, like I watched it in 2020, so some things don't hit the same for me because I didn't watch it in 2014. So like mm. the soundtrack thing was lost on me because I had seen Stranger Things do that first for me. And now I realize, oh, this came out two years before Stranger Things. This was like the prototype. And then Stranger Things was like, oh, that's cool. Let's do that with our show. But I had seen Stranger Things do it's it first. It's not really the same. Thing. It's similar. Not really. You don't think so? <laughs> no. because not, not Gal- really. Because <laughs> in this, in Guardians of the Galaxy, like I, like I said previously, <laughs> the music is part of the plot. Like Stranger Things, yeah. it's... 80s music because the show the takes place in the 80s, right. but it's not the music in Stranger Things is more for setting than yes, it yes, is yes, for yes, yes. plot. I agree with that because there's no reason to have 80s music in space, right. other than exactly, yeah, yeah. But having well done, watched well Stranger Things first, well I was yeah. still rebuttal. <laughs> I was still like, eh, it's not, it's not as good as when Stranger Things did it. At least that's what I felt. Um, but I can concede that they did it first, and so I have yeah, to owe oh, all of the all of how good Stranger Things was to Guardians. Probably was the first one to really do it. I also, I think, probably leading from the order of things I watched it, I felt the opposite. That it felt as though to me, the mom storyline wasn't actually that central, and it felt to me both times watching it, even the second time, I felt as though he's giving me a bad look right now. I think that it felt like. <laughs> They put the mom scene in the beginning as an excuse to have a good soundtrack for the movie. Like it wasn't, it didn't feel like the soundtrack flowed out of this emotional place. It felt like they wanted to have a cool soundtrack and they wanted to have a, a good reason for it, which I appreciate, but it's still like, okay, but don't make me try to feel for this character and then never bring her up again until the very end of the film if it's just for a soundtrack. That was one I mean, thing they, that they bring her up multiple times. When multiple right. times, do he they? goes, he goes, don't touch my box. That's oh, from yeah, my mom. My box. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> so anyway, again, a lot of this is very subjective because I think I watched it at the wrong time. But that's how I feel about the music. It just felt like a shtick for me. Another mm. thing that felt like a shtick to me, which I don't love, is Groot. <laughs> the I am Groot. I just, I. T- I just don't get it. I don't think it's funny. I just, I'm really sorry. It's not supposed to be funny. I don't think it's cute. I don't think it's endearing. I don't get it. I just, fair, I guess. I just, again, very subjective. Everybody's, I don't want to be a hate fest on this movie, but I've been preparing for this for a while. (laughs) I just personally don't think Groot is funny. I also don't think Rocket is funny. 
I think Guardians of the Galaxy just has a very specific sense of humor yeah. that I just don't vibe with. It's just not funny to me. It's like it's fair. I don't want to. It's like annoying more than funny yeah. to me, and that's just I think it ruins a lot of the movie for me because that is the movie is funny, and the movie is the soundtrack, mm-hmm. and both those things are kind of lost on me, which is frustrating because I want to like this movie. I really do. I liked it a lot more the second time through. Mm-hmm. It will not be at the bottom of my whole Marvel list like it has been up until right now. Yes. I'll say that. But wow, it's wow, still, wow, wow, wow. I'm yeah. just not a huge fan. Well, and <laughs> same thing, the only, the last thing I'll say, same thing with the sense of humor thing. Just, I just <laughs> the fact that the climax of this film is Ronan and then Peter Quill has a dance off. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> it's genius, right? It's not so great. genius. It, it is genius. I hate that part. <laughs> There's no arguing with you guys, though, because you love it so much. I just think that's so... It's just bad storytelling. It's like they don't actually have a way to beat him. They're just I mean, going to be goofy. That was a bad storytelling. Being goofy is enough. If you're going to call it bad storytelling, <laughs> I mean, like... Being goofy is enough to an beat infinity this stone. huge, How are they supposed villain? to actually stop him? He was distracting him. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a real villain who's that insanely angry and stuff wouldn't have been distracted. He would have wiped them off the face of the planet. I mean, I guess. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> for all those reasons, Maybe the so. movie is just goofy and silly and funny. And I don't know that I... It's just not for me, I guess. Mm. It's very subjective. Again, I will say a hundred times, this is a great I mean, film. this is all subjective. It's all I mean, subjective. But it is, I think, objectively <laughs> a great film. Great art. What? Huge fan. I just don't he like goes, it. Objectively, it's great. Objectively, it's it. a good film. I understand why people Personally, like it. It's just not sucks. for me. There's but plenty of movies that are objectively great yeah, that yeah. you might not enjoy. You're right, Titanic. You're right, you're right. It's objectively a masterpiece. Nobody can sit through it, though, because it's not It's not a fun well, movie. Anyway, anyway, that's how I feel about Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. Point. That's my hottest take of the day, and it's over. What an interesting point. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, this episode is going to be like 10 years long. So let's oh, move gosh. on. <laughs> we um, only have two more. Only two more. Only two yeah. more. And, and Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I miss Marvel uh, let's if talk we get about to the it. second Avengers movie. Oh. Avengers Age of Ultron. Oh, my goodness. This man. movie is a movie that occurred. 2015. <laughs> um, I have lots of notes, Joshua. You don't have very many. I mm. don't have a ton of notes. <laughs> um, I just watched it notes. yesterday or the day before. Yeah, I watched this a while ago. I'll go, and then you can hit us up with all your many words. All right, all right. Um, I would like to say, this is a, I'm going to, just bear with me on this one, okay? Uh, I think um, Ultron is super funny. Okay? Now, bear with me. I know, I know. Yep. Here's (laughs) the thing. I know where this is going. (laughs) Uh, Just because he's funny uh, doesn't make it good. All right. Yes. Now, That's what now, I just said. Okay. It's different. Well, oh it's my! It is so different. <laughs> the different the tone humor. of Guardians is light, right? You have the sure. levity, you have the fun. This movie is about an AI ta- trying to take over the world and, ki- well, kill every human on Earth, yeah. starting with yeah, the yeah, Avengers yeah. making a show of it, Tony Stark mm-hmm. style. But then he sits there making jokes about omelets and stuff. Yeah. It just doesn't work for me. It's not great. It's it's funny, and he makes great jokes. Oh yeah. But that doesn't make it good. You know, it's and like it's distracting. A, it's explained as he's funny because Tony is funny, and he was created right. by Tony. But he, 
that doesn't make it good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it it's not a good enough excuse. Mm-hmm. Um I also this might hurt Elisha's feelings. Um, <laughs> I really don't like uh, Wanda in this movie. Mm, yeah. And huh, Quicksilver. Yeah. I think I saw a meme yesterday. It's the classic, um, <laughs> the mother holding up her baby in the pool and then her other kid like right in front of the camera drowning. And then there's like a <laughs> cut underneath and there's like yeah. a skeleton sitting on a chair at the bottom of the ocean. And the mother is Wanda oh, okay. holding up her sons. And then the drowning kid is Vision. And at the bottom of the ocean is Quicksilver. Quicksilver, yeah. And it's yeah. like, she's completely forgotten about her brother and right. her husband. And instead wants to love these fake sons she never had. And so I, I look back at this movie and she's got an accent. And her powers are oh, super yeah. weird and weak. And Quicksilver exists, and it's like, what is happening? How is this? How did this WandaVision come from this character? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I really don't have, I, I, I just don't like them because yeah, I don't know if Quicksilver existed in the rest of the movies, I think it would have mm-hmm. been mm-hmm. she would have had more, like someone to hold her back in Sokovia. A little bit and kind yeah. of keep her character grounded because she kind of becomes like every other avenger by the end yeah and i think she has an interesting character to begin with but she has no one from that time anymore and she kind of just loses herself in the mm. cinematic universe yeah. so because like, i don't like in this movie she's being she she sides with Ultron because Tony Stark effectively killed her parents, um, right? But at the end of this movie, they never really address that again. She's just friends with Tony, um, and she joins the Avengers even though he killed her parents, and it's never talked about. So it's like yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah I think Wanda and Tony should have had a. They shouldn't have actually like fought. Yeah, like there I don't think they even. I don't think they talked to each other. They should have. Yeah. There should be something about that. Later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, and then, um, yeah. sorry, uh, in Civil War, Wanda sides with Captain America, which is against the oversight, uh, which I think would have been very beneficial um, around the time that her country was destroyed. Mm. So it's just kind of a little awkward. I mean, I know she, like, bombed a medical facility in Lagos. So, like, I get it. She's going to be on the wrong side of the law. She's definitely getting arrested. Yeah. Um, but still, I don't know. She she just she kind of flip-flops a lot of times and loses herself yeah. across yeah. the timeline. And it's sad to see it start here because I feel like she had hope mm-hmm. at the beginning. So that's what I and don't I'd... like. I do like um, the party... Um, Bruce Banner, Hawkeye gets this like sick death fake out throughout the whole movie. They're like joking about him dying, and then you have this uh, moment, and they're like, "He's gonna die! He's gonna die!" And then they fake it out with Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. I like that for him, not for Quicksilver, but I like it for <laughs> Hawkeye. Yeah. So, right. yeah. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. You go ahead. I'll, I'll go last. Um, my biggest thing about this movie is character development. I think they did a pretty great job generally on everybody. First of all, it's just so hard to write all these characters coming together and interacting with each other. So every time they make an Avengers movie and it's good, I'm shocked. 
It's just insane. I think to counter the Wanda thing, obviously, I do think she has turned out to be a pretty different character from when we first saw her. But I do like this movie. We got to see um, her grief. Like, she's already in the grief stage. She's already. That is a common theme for her throughout. And even when Quicksilver dies, and in movie fashion, she feels that he died, whatever. I can look over that. She feels that he died, and she crumbles to her knees, and, like, some power goes out from her, and all the robots around her get disintegrated. And just to see, like, that looks exactly like WandaVision. Like, it, that's it's those moments that it's like, no, that is the same character we're about to see. And she even... I just, they write her lines so well. And just, I love that she is like a, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Like a perfect example of like, here's the character where we express grief. Here's the character where we talk about what grief looks like. I just love that that is part of her character. I love that Hawkeye got some love, got a little bit of character development, finally. It's not a lot, but it's something. And I love that he got some, um, he's got family that nobody knew about. I think that's sick. it makes a little more sense. It helps you to connect why Black Widow and Hawkeye care about each other so much because you get to understand, like, oh, like his kids know um, Natasha's name. Yeah. Like, that's how close they are. Mm-hmm. That was cool. I wish there was a movie about them too, but. Um, yeah, he's kind of neglected in the Black Widow movie. A little. I know. Isn't it? It's so. Yeah. They make so many jokes about um, Budapest. And it, 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 that never got explained. It's just an inside mm-hmm. joke between them that we never know about. Um, she kind of talks about it in Black Widow, right? She goes Don't a little bit in Budapest, and she's like, "Yeah, me and Hawkeye were here that one time." Yeah, it's still just another reference yeah, to yeah. when it apparently happened at some point. We have no idea what happened, right? Um, other character, Vision, introduce Vision. I think I love the Vision exists. Mm. I love the way that he came to life, and um, specifically, just cinematically, the way that he's like in the coffin-looking thing. And then when Thor slams the hammer down and electrocutes him, I guess, he comes to life and he doesn't like come out of it like a zombie or he doesn't like float out of it. He like comes out of it like this and kind of lands in like a superhero pose. And I just, the way that his body rotates in the air on strings and whatever, it just looks so good. And I just love that moment. Um, I think this was the first time I experienced. practical. Yeah. Yes. I think this was the first time I experienced cheering in a theater. When mm-hmm. he lifts Thor's hammer and he says, "But well, we gotta go," oh. I think that was like people people freaked <laughs> it's out. So good. Uh, and yeah, I mean that scene holds up still because oh, they because they set it up so well at the party scene. Like they have a whole thing yes. dedicated mm-hmm. to like none of these people can lift this, and it's like Steve it's a good. It doesn't feel out of to. place. Oh yeah, he was he was Captain America. Maybe yeah, could have, but Man. so good. And there. it's when they're specifically ca- talking about like how do we know you're not just another Ultron. And he just, yeah. like, he's like, you just gonna have to trust me, whatever. And he casually grabs the hammer. I don't even think Vision probably understands the weight of that. He yeah. just is, like, trying to help Thor out. Here's your hammer. We gotta go. I love when he goes... And everybody else is like, whoa. <laughs> I love when he says, I am... I am. Yes. Exactly. You're like, are you God? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you saying you're God right now? I am now? not good or I evil. Am. I am. <laughs> I am. It's <laughs> so, so good. Like, oh. Um, character <laughs> development-wise, still, too, when... Um, it's cool to see Wanda just completely take down the whole team, just single-handedly. It's just like proof from the beginning that she's just completely overpowered. But to watch her use her abilities for a more sneaky, like mind tricking and forcing them to like face their PTSD and their trauma and stuff, 
I think that's interesting. She doesn't do that much anymore. She did a little bit in Multiverse of Madness, get inside people's brains. But um, I just like that part of her, and I liked to watch what is each character's biggest fear. What is each character's nightmare? I thought that was really cool. She did yes. um, briefly enslave an entire town. Well, uh, sure. In their minds. Yeah. <laughs> in her Honestly, it's a show. very good point. Ah, it's fine. She's <laughs> a, yeah. a very good point. <laughs> She's she was sad. So she was so funny. sad. She was sad. Very sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only other good thing I would say is the cinematography. Just about every scene, I think, is just beautiful and perfect. I mm. just love it. Interesting. Um, you disagree, uh, huh? <laughs> There's so many moments. It's just like man, I just kind love of that. Yeah. Um, let me look. I have negatives. I don't really buy the chemistry between Hulk and Black Widow. I just don't think those actors have much came out going of for them chemistry-wise. Also, the relationship came out of nowhere. nowhere. Just feels strange. Mm -hmm. I also think this movie, the lack of... Um, this is like the only Avengers movie that doesn't have the like trademark score in it. Mm -hmm. It never has a moment. Dun, 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 dun. It never has that. And it does, like, I noticed it. And I looked it up to see if that was true, and it is. This is the only movie. I don't know why, but it's the only yeah. movie that doesn't have the trademark score. And it Alan does. Silvestri. I noticed it, and I was like, it, it's it's lacking. It's yeah. missing. It a has moment notes where of that it happens. every now and then, but it, yeah, it's it's yeah. not, it's not Alan. Yeah, it's not. It's Alan. old. It's old, old Danny Alan. Elfman. Alan. Anyway, yeah, so I really Parker. really love this movie, and I thought that this was my least favorite Avengers movie. And that might not be true now. Upon a second watch, I realized how much I, I actually really way. do love this movie. Yeah, what I feel the same way. I, Joshua had the Avengers as his favorite Phase One movie, but like, <laughs> okay, so here's my section. Now. <laughs> <laughs> He's freaking out now. I'm getting, I'm getting scared here. Yeah. So this is this was one of the movies where I was baited into thinking it was terrible by mm -hmm. the internet. Everybody mm -hmm. says this is the worst Avengers movie, and mm -hmm. I thought I thought it was too, because um, it kind of it fades into the background of everything else because it's um, you know Avengers, Infinity War, and Endgame like are so I mean in quality they're both so far above this one, um, but in story they're so incredibly on a higher scale. I mean Ultron does want to destroy the entire world and kill everybody, but like. It's our planet versus, you know, the universe, which in Marvel, like, that's a, that's a big thing because <laughs> that's a lot of people um, in the Marvel universe. It's more for sure. Uh, but I watched it again and I was like, is this fun? Like, am I having fun with this movie? Because, like, I think this is pretty good because uh, I, I really I talked about how much I really dislike Joss Whedon's everything that he does in the first movie, his direction and his writing and the writing in this movie, Joss Whedon's dialogue writing is still bad. There's a lot of just like lines that mean, just mean nothing. And they, people say things that I'm like, a human would never say that. It's just, <laughs> just like, uh, I wrote one down. Oh yeah. Uh, Maria Hill is like talking to Captain America about, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver and she's like they're from Sokovia and he's like where's that and she's like it's nowhere special but it's on the way to everywhere special I, I, I was like what is huh? what do you mean <laughs> what are you saying <laughs> and then another one uh, after Ultron's first appearance Thor 
grabs Tony by the throat and holds him up on a wall, choking him. And Captain America goes, Thor, the Legionnaire. And Thor puts him down. I'm like, what is that? What does that mean? What is, what is, why does that convince you to, I'm just like, what? Do you know, do you know what the Legionnaire is? I don't. I don't. Okay, so uh, the Legionnaire is uh, a member of a legion, hence the Iron Legion, uh, the one that flew away, um, that stole whatever, or like got away. So he, Thor chased that Legionnaire off, um, but it got away. Hmm. So he is asking him what happened to the legionnaire but he says thor the legionnaire um yeah yeah and it's not a question he's asked but he's asking a question thor, but it doesn't the legionnaire. sound like he's yeah so he's like it got what? away or the trail went cold or something like that yeah but yeah huh. it All right. the way he says it he's just like thor the legionnaire yeah but it, it makes sense now i guess that you explained it but like it's always been a line where i'm like what is that what are you talking about? Yeah, I, um, I, I'll be honest. I didn't even know what he said in that line <laughs> yeah. until yeah. this last time I watched it. I was like, mm. Legionnaire. I know what that means now. That's an <laughs> iron um, person, one of the robots. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I really love the, the party sequence at Avengers Tower where it's just a long sequence of just, just dudes hanging out. They're just, you know, they're drinking, they're partying. They're hanging out, talking. They're flirting with each other. They're just like being humans, and it's just like something that you don't see very often at all after this movie. Mm -hmm. um, I really like that. No more shawarma after the no more earlier shawarma. movies. <laughs> no more shawarma. Um, yeah, we talked about Ultron. I think he. I don't know. His motivation makes sense, I guess, and. Um, I think he is like the fact that he can be one place and transfer his consciousness con con consciousness nice. uh, instantaneously to, you know, another end of the globe. Like, and so you can be, you know, killing his robot body, but that doesn't do anything because he has a million more. Like that's interesting. And that adds a level of uh, stakes to it. Um, mm -hmm. But his, his characterization leaves you to not be intimidated intimidated by him because he's just constantly like uh they this the the best metal on earth and they used it to make a frisbee <laughs> funny yeah. joke uh stuff <laughs> I like <laughed> that again. <laughs> <laughs> I it <laughs> it's a funny joke but like i don't know whatever um oh yeah i hate that nick fury is in this movie i hate it yeah just get out we don't need to. he comes in to give them a pep talk but like do they really need him to do that? Like, could they have, I don't know, have Hawkeye give the Avengers a, a pep talk? Cause he's the only one who's like, who didn't mm -hmm. experience Wanda's manipulation or whatever. Um, he kind of is set up as this, like the Avengers need him in this movie. Uh, I don't know. Maybe give that to him instead of a character like that died. wife as the only non hero. Yeah. I like, guess no, so. like we need you. Somebody guys. else. Somebody. Somebody else. Anybody else. Um, yeah, I just I like I like the Avengers being a small team of people like going out and doing things instead of, you know, like 30 plus people mm. fighting, you know, a, a universe of a universe army of aliens. <laughs> um, 
I love the Hulkbuster scene where mm. Hulk is going Very on a rampage and Iron Man has to fight him off, and he's like, um, "Give me oh, a hand." Oh, that's another thing I wanted to say about the score. I don't like Elfman's overall score, but Elfman is the only composer. Well, maybe not the only composer, but he in these movies, whenever like Iron Man suits up, he uses the Iron Man theme from Iron Man Three, mm. or when Thor is doing something, he uses the Thor theme. Or when mm. Captain America used the Captain America theme, and I just I love little things like that because it's like it's a, it's an That's easy what themes like are for. it's a theme right. it's a character theme, yeah. uh, so I really like that part of the score um, when Iron Man is when he's suiting up into the big Hulk Hulkbuster suit, you get that little Iron Man three theme, and I, I love it because I love that theme in Iron Man three. Mm. It's um, good, good. I do like the conversation that they have about mm. being um, Banner being a monster and Natasha being like, well, I'm a monster too. And like the, that character characterization I think is good. And you get like more insight into like how these people interact um, and how they see themselves, which I think is really good. But Hmm. what what were you going to say? I was going to say about the score. um, I do really like, and this is, this might be a controversial opinion because I've seen some internet reviewers really hate on the title card. But I actually really like the title card in this movie. Hmm. Um, I'm a sucker for title cards. I think it's yeah. like it's such an interesting little niche piece of a movie or a TV show. Yeah. Um, the TV show The Boys, uh, which is about superheroes, if they actually existed in our world, like realistically, and they're like disgusting, money grabbing bad guys. It's awesome. <laughs> um, they have like a set title card that they use every episode. It's just like a PNG of their logo, but they'll place it at this random point and have the music going and stuff behind it. And it's Mm. like, they always place it in this perfectly well done spot. And I think it's like a really interesting little like art form of the title card. And this movie, Avengers Age of Ultron, um, I said the whole title, that was great. Um, (laughs) It's like very jarring. He like grabs the scepter and it kind of cuts a little late. But the music swells, and you get the, like, uh, Avengers logo, and then it, like, pulls back, and the Ultron, the Age of Ultron kind of, like, folds in front of it. Mm -hmm. I think it looks really cool, and the music's like, it's like, it gets me hyped for the movie a little (laughs) bit. But then, like you said, the rest of the score is completely bland, and like I can't think of a moment when the music even came in loudly enough for me to yeah. focus on it. Right. And um, so, but that just that one little moment, I was like, "Ooh, yeah, that's nice. I yeah. like that." Yeah. So, yeah, that's all I have to say on Ultron. Are we ready to move on? Yeah, let's move so. on. I could say more, but let's we get on to we're running out of time. One. Because we still got to rank these and talk about. <laughs> I forgot it. I made notes. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ant Man, twenty fifteen. Um, I'm gonna start. All right, go ahead. ahead. I got things to say. I watched this movie last night and a little bit this morning, uh, as in twelve <laughs> hours ago at one a.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, because I was like, oh whoa, that is also a movie in the in the in phase two. Mm-hmm. So, we talked about it a little bit. I don't like that it's the uh, technical end of phase two because if it's just like another random origin story movie and it just so feels I, like the how the phases are divided is it just doesn't matter like there's no right it's like it's it. shifted a little bit 
Yeah. Like it should be. Yeah. It should be at the end of the Avengers movies. But that, it, like you said earlier too, it doesn't really matter. Um, so that's whatever. Yeah. Um, I think this is about the time when I first experienced Marvel fatigue, like going mm-hmm. through it and like actual release order living it right i was like we're still going and we got origin stories now we're like oh my gosh <laughs> this is a I new just, guy I can't like keep a... up another bug you know whatever yeah, yeah and but then i watched the movie and i was like oh wait never mind i love this mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is great so i think my biggest thing in this movie is the cinematography when i last or during covid uh, like elisha I watched all of the Marvel movies in release order with my parents. And I had my own little special Marvel ranking uh, system Mm -hmm. with like a bunch of categories. And I was going to give awards to each movie. (laughs) And uh, this movie received best cinematography uh, for its use of the macro lens. Mm -hmm. So uh, when Paul Rudd, um, what's his character's name? Scott. Scott When Scott gets small... And he shrinks in there. Um, they like use this super zoomed in macro lens on the camera to get these like close up shots of small things. Mm-hmm. And there's a little bit of CGI blending in there, adding dust and ants and whatever else. But like the actual shots, most of the shots when he is small are real. Yeah. And I think that is such an interesting like artists are going to be artists. They're going to figure out a way to do something clever. Yeah. And I love when studios give them that ability because they could have easily made all of those shots CGI. It probably would have saved a little bit of money in time. Um, and they, it would have looked pretty much the same. But the fact yeah. that it is real gives it a little bit more like tactile, I guess. And I so I really appreciate that, that they would go the extra mile to do that. Um, I like Scott Lang. Mm-hmm. Um he does kind of feel like he was plopped in by the TVA for this movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like he didn't exist before then. I mean, I understand he's in prison, but his whole like um, Vista Corp whistleblowing job could have easily been like in a news clipping or a TV show thing on the side in one of the other movies. Mm-hmm. And they could have said Scott Lang arrested or something and just been like, boop here. Here's this little nibble right yep. to show that he exists in the past but that doesn't happen you know and so it feels like he kind of just his story starts and like hank pym even is like a long proponent of shield he's not in um he's not in captain america which he could have been even just briefly could have been introduced yep. alongside howard stark or something right but like none of the characters in this movie exist beforehand and then they all kind of just spawn in this movie, and then it goes from there. Um, I think the Pym particle is super underrated as a scientific idea. And I think, along with like time travel, this is one of those things that science... Like, this isn't real. <laughs> we, right. we, can't, yeah. <laughs> we can't look at this objectively yeah. and be like, oh, yes, this makes sense. Shrinking the space between atoms. Mm-hmm. But then it also has to correct for density. Right. So, like, a small thing gets big, 
it should still weigh the same. But then Thomas the Tank Engine gets big and blows this house up, or this tank blows the side of this building up. Right. Yeah. But then in the other direction, when Ant-Man gets small, his punches are really hard. And you're like, okay, we, how is this the right. same? Yeah. And so, but it's not real. The pin particle, <laughs> it's, 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 it, it's not even close to feasible <laughs> in our laws science. of science. Yeah. So you just have to detract my STEM degree from this movie and <laughs> right. be like, okay, this is not real. Just like back away. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I can enjoy it. I think it's a really cool concept. Because it opens up the micro realm. What is it called? The quantum, quantum realm. Quantum realm. Um, quantum realm. And that, I think that's really cool. Um, Cross, that's his name? Yep. The villain of this movie? His, his, uh, we talked about it in phase one. His first name is like Darren. Darren. <laughs> the villain's yeah. name is Darren. We talked about like villains being copycats <laughs> in yeah. phase one. And I think this is the worst of all of them. Yeah, the yeah. worst offense. Yeah, it's like he just wants to be rich and he has this cool idea for a suit and these little particles or whatever that he creates. But then at the end, he's like, you know what? I got to go on a murderous rampage. You're right. (laughs) And um, I'm evil now. Sorry, guys. So that's just not great. He literally wants to take Hank Pym's name off of Pym Technologies and put his name on Cross Technologies. That's yeah, his it's, motivation. It's really bad. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Good villain. His first line in the movie. Uh, so Pim walks into his lab um, for a presentation on the yellow jacket suit. Yep. And he sees Hope. And Hope's first line, she comes in. She's like, Hank. He, sees, he says, Hope, would it kill you to call me dad? And it's like, what the heck was this? Uh, it's like, why would <laughs> you do that? Here? Yeah. And then, uh, she says something about cross being excited to see him and he walks in. He's like more like thrilled. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I had to pause the movie and laugh for a little bit. Cause I was like, what in the world did this guy just say? More like thrilled. <laughs> like What? So I yeah. just thought that was super goofy. And then his yeah. whole character from then on is just subpar. So I yeah. feel like he acts like discount J.K. Simmons. And like, which should be a compliment, I think, but it's not. It's like, it just, yeah, not a great villain, no. unfortunately. He's like, they tell you he's evil by like, he shrinks a sheep yeah. and it explodes. And you're like, so sad. you're supposed to be like, wow, this guy. Really evil he's, guy. Man, he's man. He's gonna really bring in evil. another one. Yeah. Also, he he shrunk slash murdered a guy. Oh first, yeah, he did straight up and murder. And then the sheep as though, off the floor. As, as though a, I'm supposed to care about the sheep. The sheep. More he's than already a killed human. a person. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we were like, whatever. But then all of a sudden, if it was a dog, sheep, you would care thing. more. It's like right. those. It's like those scenes are out of order. Honestly, like <laughs> yes, just, I don't know. And he says like he killed the sheep, and she was like, "Why don't we try mice first? I thought we were using mice. He was like, "What's the difference? And it's like, what is the difference? What is the difference? Like, I don't, I am, I'm with him. Like, what is the difference? You killed what a person. That's difference? a problem. Well, it's like, it's supposed to be like, oh, sheep are cuter and more innocent than right. mice. Right. But like, <laughs> he's like, what's the difference? What is the difference? I, yeah. It's the same. Especially anyway. since we had seen him kill a person. Yeah. That's so much worse. So dumb. And he looks in the mirror afterwards. He's like, wiping yeah. his hands and the goo off. And he's like, 
a long look. <laughs> Am I crazy? Yeah. Am sure I am. evil? It's supposed to be like, I don't know, character development and like yeah. conflict, but it's just like... I kept expecting something to happen right there, and then it cut away. Yeah. I was like, what? What? <laughs> I just... It's, it's a little fine. Rough. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's a superhero movie, and that's about sure is. as much as it is. Sure And is. there's some fun things, and... You know, Paul Rudd's friends are really annoying, and it's just like I just don't See, care anymore. I don't understand that because I actually really like his friends. It's just like I don't. It's more in the sequel that I don't like them. They're yeah. fine in this one. Um, I don't know. I really like the scenes where what's his what's his name? Uh, Luis. Luis, yeah. Michael. Pena. I love the scene where I love the stuff where he's oh. telling stories. And it's you get the perfect. lines in other people's. That's really clever. Yeah. It's really it's clever. It's like a whole new way yeah. to deliver exposition. Yeah, yeah. I love. I really that. like it. Really funny. And and when the, wow, stumbling <laughs> over my words, the Stan Lee cameo. This is probably my favorite oh, Stan yeah. Lee Crazy cameo. Stupid Crazy stupid yeah. fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. A great cameo. Um, that's I, as, I don't have much to say about Ant Man. It's there. But. I will say that I watched it yesterday. And I texted Jordan and I said, I, against my own good judgment, I'm going to sit down and watch this movie. Because it was another one. I did not like the first time through. However, I watched it and I love this movie, actually. I actually really like this movie. For all the reasons we've already talked about. So I also don't have much filmography, uh, cinematography, all of that. Um, Mm. The humor, I think maybe it's just my sense of humor. Mm. I love all the humor in it. Baskin Robbins always finds out. Baskin Robbins always finds out. That was great. (laughs) This that guy. really gets me for some reason. Yeah, his friends are hilarious. Would um, I love this? You know, the action for me. Sometimes I get marvelled out. It all like feels the same. I know it's all very cool, but it's like we've all it just. It's another Marvel action movie. This one, because they got to play with size, I think had a lot of interesting action that was a little different that I really, really loved. Because there's one thing for them to be fighting, but then it's like a whole other thing for them to be fighting on his daughter's play set, like with a train going around and Thomas the tank engine and then the actual tank. I just think it's very fun and inventive and creative in a way that we hadn't seen in a while. And I'm not sure we've really seen since too much. Um, so Ant-Man surprisingly was actually a big win for me. I'm a big fan. I would watch it again big today. Win. I win. really was surprised at how much I liked it. Dang. Well, that's great for you. <laughs> <laughs> I also oh, do really, uh, I would say I like Hank Pym in this movie quite a bit mm. uh, as a character uh, minus his fatherhood decisions um, I don't like Hope yeah. at all in this movie mm. I think she's so yeah. unreasonable yes. um, <laughs> like I, I understand like her mother died and then her father abandoned her for two weeks or whatever and never came back the same not in a way that counted and yeah, yeah. Then she like votes him out of his own company and all this stuff. I'm like, I get it. Like, this is like childhood trauma. It's kind of built your character. But then you also come back to him when Cross is like, I'm a bad guy. What's up? And she's like, oh, wait, I need to, I need the help of my father. But then throughout the whole movie, she still resents him and is like uncooperative and it's like, ah, do you like him? Do you hate him? And then he tells the truth about her mother's death. And she's like, oh, it's over. I love him. I'm happy. Oh, right. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. So. 
I think it's yeah. a little bad. She's fine in Wasp and stuff, but when you when you think about how she started, it kind of diminishes her character a little bit, I think. Mm. So. Okay, yeah. are we ready There's to that. rank these movies? Yeah. Is the time? Okay. The time. time is nine. We'll start at six. I think we probably all have the same one here at the bottom. I highly doubt it. I would be it. shocked. Oh. I highly doubt it. <laughs> wow, okay. That we okay. have the same one? That we have the same one. Oh. If Guardians of the Galaxy is at the bottom of your list, I'm going to freak out. <laughs> Who's starting? Who's starting? <laughs> I'll start. I'll start. Okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my bottom is Thor the Dark World. We're just, we're not sure. explaining. We're just saying. Yeah. yeah. Thor the Dark World. Thor the Dark World. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, my God. By quite a bit, I will also. It's very Everybody, subjective, but I'm pause, telling you. Pause this. <laughs> Go back and listen to what he said about Thor and what he said about Guardians of the Galaxy. And I just see would which rap, one you Objectively, watch, it's a great film. I would watch Thor we the Dark World. We couldn't even finish. I would watch Thor the Dark World two more times before I'd watch Guardians We didn't even again. finish Thor the Dark World. You we, couldn't even finish. I skipped I through half of it. <laughs> And then we didn't even finish it. I would have watched the whole thing. I didn't even finish it over here. Oh I didn't watch the gosh. climax. Why is it at the bottom of your list? We're not explaining again, it, but I would so much world. rather watch Thor the Dark World two more times before That's I watch Guardians That's not an Guardians explanation. One time. Explain why you would rather watch I just watch don't Thor enjoy the Guardians of the Galaxy. But you enjoy Thor the Dark World. More than Guardians of the Galaxy? Wow. Yeah, by a lot. <laughs> wow. All right. Joshua, what's your that number five? It's very subjective, right. but it is a very is. true thing about me. I do not like that movie. I have Avengers Age of Ultron at five. Number five. I have Ant-Man at number five. Mm, Thor the Dark World. Okay, at mm. least it's not yeah, number it's one. it's five. It's not number one. <laughs> <laughs> number four? Okay, my number four is Ant-Man. Um, my number four mm. is Avengers Age of Ultron. My number four is The Winter Soldier. Mm. Wow, Ant-Man. Maybe, maybe we can top. put these on the screen somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that'll be easier. <laughs> Who's to say? With well, three, yeah, I can do that in all post. Do that at um, my number three is Winter Soldier. Mm. Iron Man three, Ant Man made it all the way up to three for me. Dang, shocked. Uh, Just my number shocked. two is Iron Man three. My number wait. My number two is the Winter Soldier. My number two is Iron Man three. And my number one is Guardians of the Galaxy. <sighs> you guys, mine is also Guardians. Of the my number one is Avengers: Age of Ultron. Out of all these, oh, movies. Wow, wow, yeah, wow. dude, it's great. He picked Age of Ultron. Oh my word! Uh, oh I mean, I'm glad. Gosh. I'm glad we don't all agree on the number one. Like, that's, you know, that's for content. content. I think it yeah. is good that you You're showed welcome, up guys. for this phase. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so it would have been have very hot topic. When I told him that uh, he we were going to cover phase two with him, he was like, "Gosh, I hate those movies." It, I, and then some of my least favorite are. movies are in this list. I rewatched this and I was like, wow. "You were so positive about Gar- I thought you. I thought you turned over a new leaf what? about Guardians of the Galaxy. About what? You were he so turned happy over about the it. same oh, leaf. No, it's I like it was it. brown on the other side too. All he said was, <laughs> "All he said was, I liked it more." But apparently, he still hates. I like it. it much more than I did. It might not be number twenty nine like it is now on my uh, list. <laughs> better than Thor: The Dark World. I'm not on Phase Three, so I'll go ahead and say like, Volume Two is even worse than the first one. That is, I think that <laughs> is. Objectively wrong. Okay. Wait, actually, volume two is worse. I think that's a fact. I I, I wouldn't say yeah. worse. It's no. not as good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> well, um, saying worse implies that the first one is bad. Right. Which is impossible okay. to describe it as that. So. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not bad at all. It's great. Okay. <laughs> With that being said, that has been phase two of the Gosh. Marvel Cinematic ju- 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 Universe. Yeah, we've put talked it in about twice. Phase two, 
we will talk about phase three next week. That's going to be a And if you stick around, episode. we're going to talk about Obi-Wan episodes three and four. Yeah. Uh, right after no, this. We don't so have to talk too if, much. If you haven't, um, if you haven't seen those episodes, um, and you don't want it spoiled, then you can leave now. We've done all the fun part, um, for Marvel. But if you have watched Obi Wan episodes three and four, then stick around. We're gonna talk about it right here, right now. Uh, episode three and four. We're just gonna kind of lump these ones together because yeah. it's been a little bit a while for me. Um. At least with episode three, I only watched it the one time. Uh, Jordan, you seem to have some serious and passionate thoughts, so I'd like to hear from you. I just, I, I went back to the episode where we talked about episodes one and two, and I was, I was so, I was so naive. I was so just like, this show is great, guys. I love it. I love seeing Obi Wan again. And then I watched episode three, and I thought. This is not good. This is not good. And then episode four is a little better, but he forced me when I was here last, he forced me to watch episode yeah. three because he wanted to laugh at how bad it was with me. I didn't want to. No, I, I don't laugh at how bad it is. I, it burdens me and it, it, it makes me sad that it's and I don't think it's very good. I may, I, you were, you were considering not watching the rest of Obi-Wan. Yeah. And I said, I just, I need somebody else to experience yes. this with me again. Uh, wow. And I was like, why did you make me watch that with you? <laughs> <laughs> so episode three is really my, is really my beef because it has Obi-Wan fights Darth Vader in it. And I wanted to see that and I saw it and it just, it's one of the, my, my main point is that it feels like a fan film there's i don't mm. understand how the the biggest studio in all of everything history and the biggest franchise out of everything ever one of the biggest characters from that franchise yeah. this is his show and it looks like this and it's and it's acted, it's written, it's directed, it's shot with just the absolute bare minimum of like energy or just like it's I understand that they're doing they're trying to do a lot of it practically and they're probably not using, you know, a a movie budget um, because it's on Disney Plus. But the Mandalorian looks fantastic. Uh, but this show, it just it feels extremely hollow and the fight between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader, it's just, it doesn't feel like star Wars to me. And it's like, it's hard to explain it without like sh showing it because it's the way that they move, the way Anakin is moving, the way Obi-Wan is moving. They, there's this long sequence of just like Darth Vader standing all the way over there. He ignites his lightsaber and Obi-Wan goes and he runs he runs away really slowly. He's just like, and then and then Darth Vader <laughs> will pop out, and Obi Wan will pull at his lightsaber, and he'll just run away really slowly. And that happens a few times, and then they fight, and it's just, I don't know, it just there's no weight to it to me, and I don't like that the show is focusing on Leia so much when like, it's it was marketed as 
like Obi-Wan and Anakin. Mm. And I understand there are limits to what you can do because you have to, you can't have them interact more than is canonically appropriate. Um, it's just, it's really disappointing to me. I'm just like, we're, you know, over halfway through now. We've only seen Anakin's face once for a few seconds and like I don't know you brought Hayden Christensen back I don't know do something do something cool yeah I don't then he has a stunt double and James Earl Jones is the voice yeah yeah there's where's the creativity like what are we what are we doing it's just I've just had I just had what are we doing I just had a week of just like I saw Jurassic World last night and I'm just Uh, like and it's written by the guy who wrote Rides of Skywalker, and I'm just, I'm just like fatigued, guys. I know this is this is a major problem for for me, like, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> I'm just so tired of just like doing the absolute bare minimum, and like, I don't know, just like, just can we can we be a little bit more creative? I don't know. What do you think? What do you think, Joshua? Um, I. If you like it, that's great. <laughs> I had I had fun. Yeah, I think yeah. I I like what you said, and I think you're correct. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I have like I have created for this show alone. It seems mm-hmm. that I have just I've I've I have embodied the. <laughs> All Star Wars is fun, good Star Wars, yay! Yeah, mentality, and I'm just existing in this positive space, and mm-hmm. I'm like, any Star Wars is good Star Wars. I'm happy to see this happen. And so, like you said, like Episode Three, there were a couple times where I was like, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. Why does this look this way? And it's just like less than good. Yeah, but I still had fun. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the lightsaber fight, like Obi-Wan hasn't used his lightsaber in 10 years. So of course he's going to lose hard and it looks bad. And he's like awkward with it. And Darth Vader's fighting him one handed because he's so advantaged at this point. Obi-Wan can barely use the force in the force fourth episode, right? He, he's just completely deteriorated as a Jedi. And so it's really sad to see him that way mm-hmm. because he's such a great hero. But I would and counter that, that in episode four, he is just straight up like one handed deflecting like thousands of stormtrooper mm. bolts while doing something else with his other hand. And he's just like holding back an ocean through a window. And he's like, pew, 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 pew. That well, like that's that. order 66. Like it took five stormtroopers to take down. You're like some of the best Jedi ever. Um, so I'm like, which which are we doing? Is he like, is he struggling with the force? Is he, you know, whatever? I don't know. Yeah, I did like well, episode you, four you... a little bit more because I just I enjoyed the location of the Inquisitor base or whatever it's called. Um, I liked that location setting. I think it looked better. Um, the Jedi tomb thing heist. was kind of cool. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Like you said, I liked episode four a lot more. And I heard my roommate, former roommate, texted me. He was like, did you watch the new episode? And I was like, no, I've seen some tweets on the internet saying it was terrible. And he's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, don't watch it. And I was like, (laughs) well, I got a podcast, so I got to watch it. Uh, And I I finished the episode and I was like, this was great. I loved it. 
Yeah. So I really, I really like, I think other than, well, even that, uh, in episode three and four, he starts, we start to see the lightsabers, at least Obi-Wan and Darth Vader's lightsabers in the dark. Mm-hmm. And they're like super bright. Yes. And we get this scene in the interrogation room, which I'm not at all a fan of watching a child almost get tortured. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's not I great. wasn't really interested in that. Um, <laughs> that's, that's good. <laughs> that's just not for yeah. me. So it, personally, I just didn't really <laughs> like it. Um, and so he turns his lightsaber on and like beats up a guy with his lightsaber, kills him. And then turns it off and hides in the dark. I was like, ooh. Yeah, it's pretty cool. in the dark. I thought that was cool. Like, just a little way to mess with, like, the Empire aesthetic. You can kind of get away with hiding in the dark, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I just... I'm just going to let it slide for this show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, yeah, it's it bad. Could, I but mean, I are, like it anyway. There are two episodes left. It could do some really cool mm-hmm. stuff, but... Yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to say? Uh, I, with the, the Star Wars shows, <laughs> I just have no words. The Star Wars shows to me from the beginning, I wasn't a big fan of Mandalorian. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, big fan of. The you told me you're done with Star Wars. I'm you getting close me. because I don't. I didn't care about Mandalorian. I didn't care about Boba Fett. I this. I wanted this to be like, oh, this is like close to the movies though. Like I'm gonna care about this because it's characters I already know and I care about, and it just is not it's not doing it for me. It's not grabbing me or, mm-hmm. or it's just not compelling to me. So yeah. I'm getting pretty close to saying like, I've been trying to keep up with star Wars and Marvel both at the same time. There's a lot of content to continue to stay up on. Yeah. And I'm getting pretty close to True. just saying episode three of Obi-Wan was the moment where I was like, yeah, I just don't, I'm honestly watching it still to stay up to date. And so that I can still be part of the cultural conversation but like I'm only watching it because I have to, and that doesn't feel like a good enough reason. <laughs> yeah. So I might really bounce on. I don't Star think Wars I stuff, will. Which is frustrating, because I want to love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I will watch this one again. No. Right. Like I, I can definitely see myself rewatching Boba Fett. I know you guys might not. Oh, God. But, uh, <laughs> I hate um, that and show. I, I really enjoyed Mandalorian season two. Is good. Yeah. We'll I see love that show. How season three three progresses mm. um but i i don't see myself rewatching this one and that and that breaks my heart yeah mm-hmm. because i i don't know i think they bit off a little bit more than they could chew with this yeah. one and having all the delays and stuff it's like like you said this is the biggest property and the biggest studio and the biggest character it's impossible to meet our expectations yes, right. that's true and and so unless they like just remade Clone Wars in live right. action yeah. and told some like fun stories, then people would be like, okay, this is great. But trying to actually create new stuff, mm-hmm. impossible. He Maybe. was a hermit on the desert for 20 years. Yeah. You can't really be like, oh, you know what? Let's make up this Leia story. Yeah. Let's bring in the right. Inquisitors Yeah, and do this yeah. whole bit. The Leia thing, it's like, just... they... They they breaking their own canon and like yeah. I was on their side for a while like she in the first few episodes she only hears his name as Ben so it makes sense in A New Hope that she would not recognize the name Obi Wan Kenobi 
that she she would know that name. But in episode four, Reva straight up is like, Leia, Obi-Wan's dead, so mm-hmm. you should probably be sad about Obi-Wan. So Leia knows Obi-Wan. She has this whole backstory with him right. come A New Hope where she all of a sudden doesn't know who he is. That doesn't make sense. Uh, and whatever. But right. I just feel like back-to-back, like Boba Fett, some people liked, some people didn't love. I feel like this show, some people are liking it, some people aren't loving it. Yeah. And I just think that like every time Disney, like Disney is putting out these shows because we keep watching it. And every time, and they're a money-making machine, and they're like, if you watch it, we'll make it, even if it's not yeah. good. And I just think that every time they announce a new show, typically the culture's reaction is, ooh, a whole show about Boba Fett? Oh my gosh, a whole show about Obi-Wan? It's like, I think we as consumers need to temper that yeah. and stop asking for things that we know they don't have the time or creative energy to actually produce well. Yeah. It's just like, we got to stop. We have to stop getting excited about stuff because it continues to be bad. Even like a sequel trilogy. It's like, Oh my gosh, three more movies. It's like, yeah. And how did that look? How did that end up for us? None of us are super happy about two, it. Two thirds were pretty two good. Thirds two thirds were really, really good. good. Yeah. yeah. You like all of them. What are you I like all about? of them separately. I hate them all together. All right. Fair enough. But yeah, so what I was feeling a take. little bit sad, but, um, on the other side of that coin, I watched Miss Marvel the first episode, mm. and I oh, was, I miss watched Miss Marvel too. I was just like, <laughs> I was I I wasn't even I oh, was no. on the other side of you. I was like, I don't I don't think I'm gonna watch this. Yes. it doesn't. The trailers didn't speak to me. I don't the the character didn't has never spoke to me. Uh, so I was like, I don't think I'm gonna watch it. But then I watched it, and I was like, is this the best marvel disney plus show like is this gonna be the best one i was (laughs) shocked i was the same way like i might not even so good i i was contemplating like is this the first marvel show that i just don't watch yeah and wow (laughs) man they won me back so pleasantly surprised it was p i mean it was Was just yeah it's the first marvel thing ever to be interesting and like it was so good. I was yeah. like, "What is happening? It was what is so happening?" Good. It was so creative. It I've was seen inventive. a lot of I've seen a lot of tweets uh, where people are just like, "Biggest plot twist of 2022 is me being hype for Miss Marvel yes. and depressed <laughs> about Obi Wan Kenobi, <laughs> like, and yeah. not wanting to watch Obi Wan. Like, what? Um, that's just like, I'm just like, this is all the things I've ever said about how Marvel doesn't do anything creative with yeah. cinematography or like cameras or and their vfx are gross yeah this show like it's creative visually um finding new ways to there tell are, exposition yeah there is color the in the frame sequence was great the text yes. show up oh in things my gosh gosh it's good the graffiti as she's on her bike with her friend i'm a little bit worried that now that she <laughs> has powers and it turns into a superhero right. thing that it won't be All as interesting. we at least know episode six but we'll see Will be big oh, yeah, superhero, yeah. big we'll fight. S- we'll see what they're gonna do. I'm, 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 I'm yeah. there. I'm so. very happy about it. Do you want Brie Larson to show up? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just um, no. Let let Miss Marvel have. She's Miss Marvel's gonna be in the next Captain Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. So like let let uh, Kamala Khan have her mm-hmm. show. Brie Larson stay out. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe she. I bet it she might service that. the story because Kamala Khan is obsessed with Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. So like, if she shows up, right. that's good, I guess. Um, I think Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, like, there's potential there for a good character. It's mm-hmm. just everything, uh, everything she's done so far has been abysmal. Yeah. 
um, in my in my personal opinion. Um, I agree with Captain Marvel isn't my favorite superhero. She's probably like towards the bottom of my list for Marvel characters. But it was cool to see Miss Marvel be so obsessed with her, and it was almost like mm-hmm. a little like, oh, okay, like I could see how maybe she's cool. Like yeah. just to see her obsess over her, it was like okay. I left after I watched it last night, like with a higher view of of Captain Marvel than I had before. There are and things that like <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> there are things that you could nitpick, like the fact that there's a whole Avengers conference yes. where people are dressing up like Drax and yeah. Groot when they were on Earth for maybe a couple hours. Right. Like, I thought about that. Right. Like, and they yeah. know their names, and like yeah. she, uh, uh, Kamala knows everything that happened mm-hmm. at that final battle in Avengers Endgame. Like how it was cool that they why? explained though Scott Lang has a podcast. Yeah, that was I funny. was like, first of yeah, all, that he, is he must so be telling pro his character. Like that's that true. fits so well. And my yeah. yeah, my idea is that he's just telling the stories and that's how yeah. the real world that people could be. they know what happened at the battles, whatever. That's probably that's the most popular But him having a podcast, that freaking makes yeah. sense. I love that. <laughs> all right, we're hitting two hours oh, here, so word. let's uh all right. stop coming on. Go here. watch yeah, Kamala Khan's Miss Marvel. Don't watch Obi Wan. Yeah, or just do. Don't. You know, who knows? It's fine. Um, do whatever you want. <laughs> you got Phase Three rest. movies to watch before yeah. next week. Woo, we a have lot Captain too, right? America: Civil War, which I'll be watching tonight. Uh, Doctor Strange: Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. <laughs> I saw the eye roll. Uh, <laughs> Spider Man: Homecoming. Thor: Ragnarok. Yeah. Uh, Black Panther. Avengers Infinity War, <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, and Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh my gosh, we're going to have to... All jam-packed in this phase. It's so funny that they, Phase 1 is 6 it. movies, Phase 2 is 6, movies, Phase 3, 11, 28, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, oh 11, explain that look you 11 movies. Next episode. When you said Thor Ragnarok, I shrugged my th- shoulders and Elisha freaked out. We'll talk I'm about shocked. it. I'm shocked. We'll yeah, so we got a lot of it. movies to watch. We we will yep. skip Obi Wan next week and do yep. uh, two the final two episodes during our Phase Four episode. Yes, sir. Uh, which is plenty short because that's only five movies out right now. So we can get to that later. Um, thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you, Elisha, for coming back. Our first return of guest. Well Happy done. You did great. You had some wonderful <laughs> thoughts and feelings. Um, you had some terrible Unappreciated thoughts and feelings, thoughts and feelings but that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Unreciprocated. Yeah, um, sure. We love you listeners. We love having you here. Um, thank you so much for your continued patronage. Um, and we're closing in on $2, by the way. We so really are. Get wow. hype for that. Um, $2 each, or you guys are splitting those $2? $1 each. Yeah, $1. Two quarters equals $1 dollar per, each. per each of us. <laughs> yeah, there you go. $2 makes a dollar each. Um, there you go. Yeah, thank you guys for watching and listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Woo. Farewell. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Auf Wiedersehen. Oh. Thank you.